The Chicago Bulls need to be prepared tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers to come out and try to punch them in their face early. Will the Bulls have enough intensity to match the intensity we think the Lakers are going to come in, the, in with? Let's talk about that today. We're also going to talk about the Bulls' playoff chances and Ben Simmons calling, or Bill, I'm sorry, Bill Simmons calling the Chicago Bulls the most dangerous playing team. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Right off the top, if you want to follow me, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And the Bulls have another test tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers, and so when you look at this game, I'm expecting this game to kind of start off with the same energy that second Philadelphia 76ers game uh, had. I think the Lakers are going to come out, LeBron, and then if LeBron does play, he's going to come out with a, with a le- level of intensity to try to, you know, uh, overcome the Bulls and, and get a revenge game for the victory that we had. And I do think that Pat Bev, with the, with the too small gesture, really did put a target on the Chicago Bulls back. And that's fine, right? Because there's going to be a target on the Bulls back if they make the play and if they make the playoffs, whatever it is. So the Bulls need to be prepared to be the targeted and hunted team, to be the team that people are going to look at like, we got to get you. And so, you know, I look at this game, especially at home, and as an opportunity to, to fare much better than what they did when the Philadelphia 76ers came in town and dog-walked us on our own court. So the Bulls have to match that intensity. That is the first and foremost thing that the Bulls have to do. They have to not only match the Lakers' intensity, but – go above that if they possibly can this is your home court today we got to come out to defend our court and to show everyone hey we're not about to be easy things ain't light around here so you know hopefully the Chicago Bulls are prepared to give that hopefully they are prepared to come out and just match that intensity but outside of that let's talk about the measurable things with with the Chicago Bulls on the court the defense you need to play good defense and that is where the Bulls have been most successful since the All-Star break and even before the All-Star break when we were improving and had been one of the better defensive teams in the league since December. The Bulls have to continue to play defensively and hang their hats on what they're able to do defensively. DeMar, Zach, Vooch, they're going to get you points, right? We're going to be able to score with most teams. Yes, we need to shoot the ball more efficiently, which I'll talk about here in a minute as well, but the the way that in the brand of defense that we play it's important for the Bulls to set a tone and to remind everyone of who the hell they are. We are the Chicago Bulls, and that hasn't meant much this season at all. Let's be clear here. Us being the Chicago Bulls ain't meant a goddamn thing for most this season. But as we're finishing the season, as we've been one of the best offensive and defensive teams since the All-Star break, the Bulls have to match that and come in tonight on their home court and pay respect to the fans in attendance. Pay respect to the people that that spend their days and nights covering, following, giving love to this team. This is going to be a playoff atmosphere type game. And you're trying to tell us that you're making the play-in tournament, which everything is seemingly lining up for. You have to be able to show up big in games like today. Defense, rebounding. Hugely important for the Chicago Bulls. Defense, it, it, it tells the story itself. You have to make it difficult for the other team on the offensive side of the ball. And we have to rebound the ball well as a team as well. That gets the Bulls more opportunities. That gets us chances to get out in fast break where we're more dangerous. It gets us the chance to attack the defense before they have a chance to set up. Rebounding and defense goes hand in hand. And we need the Bulls to excel in those areas tonight. As well as shooting efficiency, right? I, the Bulls, when we are an efficient offense, when we shoot the ball above 50%, 
uh, as close to 40% from three-point range as we can get and have about half of our buckets assisted, if not more, 25 to 30 assists is what we need to aim for every single game. When the Bulls do that, we're one of the most dangerous teams in the NBA. Go and check the stats. Our point differential at that point in time becomes more of a point differential of a 50-win team than where we currently sit three games below 500. So this Bulls team has to shoot the ball efficiently. Play efficient offense overall. Limit turnovers, right? Execute, pass the ball, ride the hot hand, all these things. Empower the players around you. The Lakers are going to come out with the level of intensity, and I just want to see the Bulls match that. And the big three is highly important to that as well. Vooch, DeMar, and Zach. How they play, how efficiently they play, how they empower the other players, how they set up other players, how Zach it just can go nuclear when it comes to scoring one of the best scorers in the league. That is what we need from our big three today. And we need Vooch also to attack the middle of that defense if he can and when he can. And hopefully, no Tony Brothers means Nikola Vucevic is going to stay on the court for the Chicago Bulls tonight. We need to match the intensity tonight. And I think the Bulls will, will be up for the test. And it's important because when you look at the Bulls and, you know, moving into the next topic, where we're going to talk about kind of the standings right now. Bill Simmons said that, the Bulls are the most dangerous play-in team, saying that they do not feel like a 10th seed. And so, you know, shout out to that. Shout out to him really being the only person in the national media that really get, uh, like, is giving the Bulls any chance right now. And I will say, if you look at the Bulls and how they're playing right now, they are playing very, very improved. That's, it's hard to take away from how good the Bulls are playing right now overall, right? Yes, we've had some, some down games, some tough games in that. But the Bulls have been playing pretty much better. But when you look at the playing tournament and where everything's sitting right now, the Bulls sit one game behind the Toronto Raptors and Atlanta Hawks. The Raptors own the tiebreaker over us, so we'd have to have a better record than them outright to leapfrog them. We own the tiebreaker as of right now over the Atlanta Hawks, but we do have one game left to play against them, and that's on April 4th. And then the Hawks own the tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors. And we have that, that matchup that we have left against the Atlanta Hawks is going to be hugely important for playoff seeding when you look at it. If the Bulls get a win against the Atlanta Hawks, it almost counts as, as two wins against them because they will drop in the standings and we get an additional win over them and we'd own that tiebreaker against them outright. That is one of the most important games left on the season for the Chicago Bulls, but they're all important. We're in the final seven stretch of this season. We got seven games left on this season. And to Bill Simmons' words, the Bulls being the most dangerous playing team, I don't know. To me, that sounds like the, like, like, like the, the smartest kid in the slow class. Like, I, I get it, and I get what he's saying with that. And, yes, this team has been playing much better, and I don't want to take away from that. But we need to be a dangerous team, period. Not a dangerous for the play-in. We need to be a dangerous team, and we have to continue executing. When you look at kind of where these, where these standings sit right now and how important these are for the Chicago Bulls, they got to lock in. The Bulls have to lock in, and, and, and by locking in, that means that not only do our big three have to play well, like I said tonight, but our role players need to step up and be consistent as well. We need Kobe White at this point. Kobe White's defense and offense, when, this, when the shot is falling, his ability to pass, we need those things, right? Having a bench that is actually productive and produces, it productive and produces, same thing, Craze, uh, but Having a bench that does that, having a bench that comes in and actually gives us something, having a bench that comes in and you and we keep the, our foot on the other team's throats and maybe even in, in some cases we're increasing the lead when the bench comes in. When you look at that bench, getting Alice Caruso healthy is a huge important part of that as well. But Andre Drummond, Caruso, Kobe White, Patrick Williams when he is coming off the bench, him or whatever him and Caruso is doing out there, and then Javante Green as well, right? Getting Javante Green Back healthy, I think it's going to be important for a playoff run. And then Derrick Jones Jr. Derrick Jones Jr. 
whose nickname should be Stay Ready because he's been ready at every aspect for the Chicago Bulls, even when he doesn't play three games in a row, but then his number's called upon, and not only is it called upon, but he plays big minutes. He's always been ready and always has given the Bulls something, and that's not something to overlook. Yes, we can absolutely be a dangerous team in the playing tournament. We can be a dangerous matchup for, for whoever we face in the first round if we make it out the playing tournament, but the Bulls have to execute. And my biggest concern in that is head coach Billy Donovan. I've been vocal on that. I don't want to make everything be on Billy Donovan's fault. And of course, things have looked better since we've gotten Pat Beverly in here. And I, and I commend that, right? Pat Bev was the right guy at the right time. He is Mr. Miyagi for the Chicago. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Bulls, he motivates us, he leads us, and he teaches, right? So shout out to Pat Bev, the Mr. Miyagi for the Chicago Bulls. But when it all comes down to it, right, if we're going to be that dangerous team in the playing tournament, if we're going to make it an interesting series, because I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to give the Bulls a chance to win a playoff series in round one or whatever it is this upcoming season. But the biggest question mark there is, can the Bulls just continue it? Are they, are they going to be coached well enough? Are they going to be prepared enough? Are they going to be able to stand up to the intensity of a playoff series if they do make it to the play-in, right? The X's and O's become even more important when you get into a playoff series. And right now, I don't have much faith in head coach Billy Donovan. Here's, here's the thing that I also say. I don't know if the players have shown the ability to keep up the intensity on a team that has done nothing but focused on you for a week, right? And that's something that, you know, they're going to continue to show. They played much better here since the All-Star break. I want to give it that. But, like, the Bulls have almost created enough separation between the teams below them. I told you guys, four wins gets it done. And every time that one of the teams below us lose, we only got to win one less game than what we did before. So the Bulls have created some separation between the teams below them in that playing series. The biggest question now, and that's why a lot of people are more focused saying, hey, how high up can the Bulls go? But when you look at the Bulls, two and a half games above the Wizards, three and a half games above the Indiana Pacers, that's not insurmountable, right? It's, it's still within the realm of possibility that those teams can go on a streak and it can make it interesting on the back half of the season. But if we're going to, to, to make it to the play, and the Bulls have to keep responding well. Right now, the Toronto Raptors are on a three-game winning streak. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks are riding a one-game winning streak, and they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. The Bulls are 7-3 in their last 10. We lost one game. Cool. But for this, if the Bulls are going to make that leap up, it's just they just have to keep winning. That's all it is. That regardless of what any other team does, the thing that you can do to make sure that you get that opportunity at postseason play is just keep winning and play hard. Play solid, right? Can the Bulls do it? Yeah, they can. The biggest question is, will they? But shout out to Ben Simmons. Or I keep saying Ben. Bill Simmons for calling us the most dangerous playing team. All right, moving into the last topic for today. And this is something that I've been thinking about. And when you look at the offseason that's coming up for the Chicago Bulls, I've said it, no matter what happens this offseason, no matter, no matter what happens this postseason, we're in for a retool. 
at the very least. And is there an outside possibility of a full rebuild? I'll put that at probably about 10%, but it's just not in AK's history typically to be um, to go full rebuild, but we're definitely in for a retool. And in that retooling, the biggest question that I have and that you know may be facing AK and Eversley outside of the Lonzo Ball career-ending injury exception is do you bet on youth and maybe have another season where it's tough, you don't get a lot of wins, but you own your own first-round pick? If, if the Bulls front office is going to empower the young players, that means P. Will, Kobe, Io, Dale, and Terry, right? You could throw in Marco Simonovic in that as well. I think we all agree, though, that Marco is probably not going to maybe – he just hasn't shown anything to be a part of the Bulls' big future plans, but let's throw Marco's name in there as well. Next season would be the season that if you're going to bet on youth, if you're going to just, hey, we're going to put these younger players that we have, we're going to re-sign Kobe, we're going to re-sign Io probably trade off some vets. We're going to revamp the, the bench with vets, but we're going to put these four key young players in positions to sink or swim. And then whatever the Bulls do, if we have a tough season where it still ends up again in 35 wins, if we if they excel and, and then they do grow and then we can, um, then we have another 40, 45 win season, but betting on those young players to do so, you've now increased your future. You've now known what those future assets are going to be. But the reason why I think next season would be the season to do it, if any exists, is that the Bulls do own their own first-round pick outright, meaning that if it is a tough season down the stretch, we're not going to be having to ask the question, well, should the Bulls do this? Could the Bulls potentially keep their pick? No, we own our own pick outright. So if the Bulls are going to bet on youth, and keep in mind, by you bet on youth, I don't mean that bet on youth necessarily means losing. It just means putting these players in a situation to sink or swim and to see what you really have in them now, two of those players will be all fresh contracts, but then you have to extend P. Will, right? So there's a lot to be said that next season may be the season to really put the, the players in a, a heavy, relied-on situation and then see what you have in them because you, have to, you do have to extend P. Will next, uh, next offseason. Dalen Terry spent his whole rookie season producing in the G League primarily, but you haven't gotten to see what he looks like against NBA competition. So... That is one route that AK and Eversley could go this offseason is to really bet on the youth movement, right? Again, that is not to say tank. That is just to say we're going to ride with these players. We're going to put them in high positions or high um, level of importance in our offense or defense or whatever it is in our rotation, and we're going to really, really see what we have on them and if they can be pillars upon a foundation. Or the second option, the Bulls can revamp the roster, still keep some of their young players because you're not going to send off any uh, very many young players, Go after high-level veteran players in free agency that you can then retool and try to go and stay in, in pure just win-now mode. Like I said, betting on the youth movement does not mean absence of winning per se, but the Bulls can do something to where they're going after key vets, right, to be starters on this team, to go after their next starting point guard if they do the career-ending injury exception for Lonzo Ball, but then you can bring in vets and then you can ride this out and say, listen, we about to try to win as many games as possible. We're, we're, we're trying to compete now. We're still trying to get as close to being a championship contender now. That could include seeing some of these young players move. That could be included seeing Kobe White sit out in the sign and trade. That could be seeing, I, I still don't think they're going to trade P. Will, so I'm not even going to fix my mouth to say trade P. Will, right? But you could trade even, maybe you're trading at that point, some more draft picks to bring in talent to take advantage of some of these stars that may be disgruntled and want to go to new teams, right? That is the biggest question facing the the the, the front office this offseason is what direction do you go on you try to have your feet in both worlds you had a team of vets that you're still trying to develop your young players 
We have some issues with Billy Donovan and his development plan, but that's a story for another day. But you have to make a decision. And maybe that decision is dictated by how the Bulls finish the season. When you look at the Bulls right now, we have a 1.3 differential, uh, point efficiency differential. That means that that's a differential of a 45-win 10, basically. And that's per cleaning the glass. So right now, even though the Bulls have underperformed for their expected win total to come in to this season, we overperformed last season. So when you look at trying to judge what the best direction is for the Chicago Bulls, I don't envy AK in the situation that he's in. I don't envy the, the, the situation that this front office or the players are in because this is going to be a season of uncertainty. And this is going to be a season in which you have to pick a more clear path. They picked the path before of continuity that it didn't work. You picked the path before of going after veterans, going after these key free agent signings, still having your young players that really haven't developed. And even some have regressed in some areas. You have to make a decision. And, I, you know, we'll see what it means for AK and Eversley going into this offseason, or I should say coming out of this offseason, because we'll know the direction of the team. Then, and we'll know where this team plans on and how they plan on utilizing their roster going in to next season. But that is it. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Youth movement, retool. What do you guys think the rebuild? You also fall in that uh, area of the spectrum as well. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. And if you're on the podcast side, I'll tell you how you can get your thoughts in here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can. It's game day. So I'll be here for the live streams tonight. Love you guys, man. Have a good day, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.